First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing. What are you waiting for? Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something Amazing. A man has won his right to sue Google for defamation. A small town with an unlikely mayor. And MIT have invented a device that uses Wi-Fi to see through walls. Plus I talk about an amazing man who invented something that you're definitely not wearing at the moment. You don't know. I know. Also, Facebook wants you to send them your nudes. You won't believe why. (laughs) All that and more this week on Something Something Amazing. Hello and welcome to Something Something Amazing, Amazing. the podcast where I am Billy Cole. And I, Matt Saracini. Where uh, we go about our lives, we find stories, tidbits, anything anything we like with only one rule and that rule is that it must be Something Something Amazing. amazing. There's kind of a secondary rule that we tell it to each other as well. No, I've never adhered by that rule. (laughs) We don't just find them and squirrel them away like nuts for the winter. To be honest, I do find them and squirrel them away like nuts for the winter. Sometimes you send me a good facts and I'm like this isn't what our friendship is yeah. only in public I sent you bonus facts like just this week I <laughs> sent you a story about oh, hang on whoop 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 whoop, whoop. Ca- catching up on the facts that's the segment where we catch up on old facts that I just made. Whoop, 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 catching up on the facts. It's the first time we've run the segment, and I think so far it's going really well. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I told a story about an Instagram Lil star. Michaela. Yeah, who was generated wholly by a computer, but has millions and millions of followers. And then, front page of the news... CNN reporting on how someone this, broke the internet. This Instagram star is making big bucks off brands, even though she's completely computer generated. Guess who it was? It was Lil Michaela. Lil Michaela, and not her sworn enemy. Oh, <laughs> I can't even remember her. Can't name. even remember it, but I remember she loved Jesus. Yeah, and Donald Trump. And Donald Trump. So clearly the worst of the two. But, <laughs> but Lil Michaela is now famous, and you heard it here first. But at least her rival, like, was like, guys, she's not real. No. No, exactly. Her rival... Like, really? (laughs) Like, she wasn't wrong. Her rival was a rival because she was trying to call out Lil Michaela. For not being real. For being Despite herself not being real. (laughs) But she was open about not being real. Anyway... If this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, I'm sorry. Welcome to the rabbit hole. Yeah, so we do facts, we do stories, we do tidbits, and they're all... Something amazing. amazing. Can I go first? Because i got heaps and I want to try and get three away today if I can. Three boys. Because usually we just do two each uh, if that's yeah. if you're new. How many are you bringing to the table? Two. Like, okay. Like we always do. Overachiever right here. Um, <laughs> you know, it's quality over quantity, right? Yeah. Well, I've got both this week. so. And like we always are going to be like half an hour. So Yeah. 30 minutes no matter what. Look, if I don't get three or three in 30 minutes and so be well, it. Well, I know. Okay. <laughs> This is just wasting I feel time like now. Setting up for how, how is your week going? No, I want to tell a fact. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fact me. All right, whoop, 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 whoop. get on the facts. Okay, it's a new segment called "Get on the Facts." It's just the premise of the show. <laughs> it's ninety percent of the show. Okay, so when you Google yourself, what comes up? I do because I have weird spelling of my name. Amberly Carl. Yeah, um, my boyfriend's dad was super impressed that when he wrote my name into Google, 
I come up, but I didn't have the heart to tell them. It's just because I'm the only one with my spelling. Is there any other Amberly Culls in the world? I believe there is, but they have different spelling. There's no other Amberly Culls spelled like me. Okay, so here's another question. Okay. Uh, if you get Google Amberly Cull and then click on images, what, yep. what photos come up of you? Images of me and always images of my friend Isabella Vallette. I bet you even if you Google yourself, Isabella Vallette will come up. Any friend of, of her... She's she's in she's somehow got into Google. I don't know how she did it. <laughs> she's just taken the time to <laughs> link herself to every single friend. I think she has. Oh, it's all headshots. Oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, I look great. Thumbnails. Oh, look, that's when you had blue hair. Yeah, for I got the some TV. blue hair. Blue hair shots. Blue, blue hair with some blue blueberries. Right. Um, it's well and truly me, right? It's a great outfit. Thank you. I still own it. <laughs> Is it a costume? It nope. Looks- <laughs> if anyone's Googling along at home, it's the, the picture in the top right corner. <laughs> Isn't everyone's Google uh, searches different, though, because it's for you, right? I don't know. I have no idea. If I don't know how Google Amberly Cull is wearing a red play suit in the top right-hand corner, <laughs> then uh, our Google searches are the same. Well, there you go. Maybe, you'll be- maybe you are Matt Saracini. Okay. And I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listener. There's only one other Matt Saracini in the world that I know of, and it's a black cop from California. Sorry? Yeah, it's a black cop from California. Oh, cop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Better. <laughs> um, so, a man has just sued Google for defamation because when you search for Melbourne criminal underworld photos yeah. and go to images, pictures of him come up. Oh. <laughs> now, it's not completely random because he was shot at in a restaurant. I've heard this. Yeah, so, okay, it's quite an old case, right? Originally, it this happened in Melbourne hmm. uh, and originally in way... But have you not told this story before? N- no, not me. No? No. I'm having some deja vu. <laughs> oh, wow. So, well, well, okay, maybe it's because the story is quite old, but there's a recent development. So, okay. way back in 2004, uh, he was shot in a restaurant. And then in 2012, he argued that Google defamed him because they published photos of him. But also, who is Googling that to find the people? <laughs> like, that, that, that's not a good system. He was, Michael. <laughs> Michael was Googling. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, how did he end up there? I'm not sure. Like, if you're on the case and you're looking for some criminals, don't type in Melbourne criminals <laughs> And do an image search. That's not how you're going to find them. I've cracked the case. Ah, there he is. Arrest him. So basically because he was shot and he was shot by maybe criminal underworld figures when the, the newspaper articles were published and mm. his picture was put near them, you search for Melbourne underworld and now you still get him. And his problem is that he's calling it defamation because... I'm not a criminal, I've never been involved, and I will make sure these people are not going to ruin my family. And then I have grandchildren. And But also, if he didn't say anything, mm. these images would go away. Oh, no. <laughs> but he's made a big deal of it. No, Melbourne criminal underworld photos, if you want to find him. So... <laughs> Uh, so what happened originally is that he won the case and mm. then on appeal he lost the case. And what's happened recently is it's gone all the way to the High Court, which yeah. is the big court in Australia that you might remember from the castle. The highest court. Yeah. And That's the High Court high. have gone, no, absolutely it can be def- defamation. Uh, and so Google, you have to pay the cost for all the legal oh, action. how's Google going to afford that, Matt? <laughs> Think of the little guy. Yeah, I know. Poor Google. Um, and so what's, what was interesting is the way that Google tried to argue that that it wasn't defamation. They basically said that if you search for Melbourne criminal underworld photos, 
it brings up a whole bunch of stuff, including the Google logo as well as pictures of Marlon Brando. So you're not going to assume that... Yeah, but that- was Marlon Brando, Marlon Brando the, like, <laughs> he was a bit the of a- pillar of society yeah. we want to base ourselves on? Exactly. Good point. Well made. <laughs> but, but Google's argument is saying that my... Our- my picture comes up too. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. It was saying, oh, just because you search for something in Google doesn't mean it's true, which is a weird argument to be making <laughs> as the, the company. Yeah, as Google. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the judge disagreed and they were like, well, look, if you see a picture of a random person and you put in a search string, it's reasonable to assume that that random person is associated with that search string. So hmm. Michael ended up winning the case. So you can sue Google for defamation. Great. That's good to know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Well, good on him then. How much money did he get? I don't know. I don't know. I think it was more moral stand for him than anything. Mm. I mean, it opens up all kinds of cases. Now Google has to be careful they're not defaming people in their image searches. Yeah, true. Poor Google. <laughs> that's, that's really the moral of the story. Yes. Yeah, think of the little guy. <laughs> think of Google. Poor Google. Hey, listen to this headline. It hit me. Dog elected mayor in Minnesota <laughs> town of Comorant for third term in a row. Oh, good. The nine-year-old Great Pyrenees is the top dog of the township. <laughs> There's a new dog in town. <laughs> what uh, was the old mayor? Who lost? Oh. Who lost to the dog? <laughs> it doesn't say. <laughs> His name's Duke. He's nine years Good old. Name for he's a mayor. Great Pyrenees, and he's his one, his third term as mayor. This is back in 2016. Not sure if he's currently mayor, but he had the highest approval ratings in the country. I'm not surprised. It's probably an adorable dog. Is there a picture? Can I see a picture yeah, of Duke? He's pretty cute. He's wearing a little uh, Bl- a hat. mayoral sash. A little hat. Oh, okay, I wanted a staff and a you know that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like the mayor in Bye Bye Birdie wears. That's yeah. What I to so say. to be fair, I don't think this town is very big. No. Uh, because I said he had the highest approval ratings in the country. He had twelve votes. <laughs> Loved by humans, hated by all cats. <laughs> so in this town, I guess it's not really a big enough town to have a mayor. So um. Everyone pays a dollar in order to vote. Mm. Uh, and he became the honorary mayor of the town. Um, and it happened first by accident. Uh, you just pay a dollar and you vote. And Duke just won. <laughs> <laughs> well, who put him up? Just the owner, I guess, going, yeah, hey, if you want to vote like, for Duke, let's just do, do it. Duke. And so uh, the vote took place during the annual uh, Comorant Days Festival, which sounds like the nicest festival. Hear this. Uh, locals and visitors are served warm pancakes with maple syrup and can enjoy themselves at the amusement park and, cr- and browse at the craft fair. Now, I don't know about you, but I uh, grew up in the dance world, but my dance school wasn't very good. So uh, the only only like performances we could ever get were at craft fairs. So I've spent a lot of time. <laughs> I don't even know what a craft, craft fair is. Fairs. Really, is it's, it? It's old ladies selling doilies mostly. Right. I'm just um, imagining tables of haberdashery. It's like just the most Lincraft. wholesome thing in the world. Yeah, jams. Any jams oh, at a craft so fair? So many jams. Yeah, yeah. So many like like teapot cozies. Yeah, like just things that are not necessary. It sounds like it's exactly what I pictured when you said craft fair. <laughs> yeah. So what? So wait. So you're <laughs> Let's back up a second. Mm. Your dance group would mm. go to a craft fair and perform what in the center of it? Oh, they they set up a little stage. Yeah, and we do our little dance pieces. What would you dance to? Anything. I th- I will, <laughs> we used to have a um, mascot yeah. uh, who was Maddie Mouse. Yeah. Uh, but one time... <laughs> is like, that just so they don't get sued by Disney? Well, I don't think my dance school is going to get sued by Disney. But one time the girl went to put the Maddie Mouse head on and there was a rat in it. 
Oh. And so she had to like pour out the rat. Oh, dear. And then put it on her head oh, and then come out as Maddie Mouse. And because, I mean, the people at the craft fair were going to go crazy if Maddie Mouse didn't come out. Uh, of course. they That's what they show up to the craft fair for. I think I, uh, one dance I remember doing very vividly is to uh, Jungle Boogie. Oh, yeah. Jungle Boogie. <laughs> Jungle Boogie. Oh, what you get down? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember any of the moves? Uh, no. No. Is there a video of this? This is somewhere? not this is not a, a visual podcast. Can I keep talking about the dog mare? I'm I'm caught up in your dance school that only performs at craft fairs personally. Personally. <laughs> so uh, quite often people will come to the town, say where's the mayor, give him treats and take photographs. <laughs> but this also reminds me um of one time when I went to Bali and I met like Bali's bachelor, like yeah. it was like he'd won the the bachelor competition. Of I think Bali. he just told you that. No, it was a dog. Ah. Oh. Okay. I met a dog and they were like, oh, he was voted as the best bachelor in Bali. Oh, right. Not like the bachelor romantic no, no, no. TV show. No, no, no. As in show. like he won like a, a local competition or something. <laughs> but I met him and he was also great. I, like his name was like King or something. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, so he also has a companion, which is a little black chihuahua, Sparky, of course. Um, and they go around together in uh, their owner's truck. Uh, and he used to also have a cat, uh, Milo, and so they were very Homeward Bound style, like going yeah. around the little dog, the big dog, and the and the cat yeah. around this tiny farm town. It, this is ridiculous. It sounds um, it. <laughs> Duke is normally busy on the farm or hanging out at the pub, uh, and in his younger days, he used to run from the farm to the pub and greet the patrons. Now he more often hitches a ride. That's so cute. Isn't that so sweet? Um, What do you have to do as a man? Like, as, I don't think very much in this town. Apparently not, because it, have you watched a new series of Queer Eye? Yeah, that guy's a great mayor. Yeah, I know, but there was that. But re- he's like 12. He's a really young mayor, and they gave him a makeover. Hipster as they mayor. Did. Yeah. yeah. But I watched that, and I was like, wait, but what do you do? Like, you don't have an he office. He had meetings. <laughs> it was a very small town. Yeah. Also, I mean, this might be controversial, but. That make- makeover, I thought he looked better before. Oh, you like the beard. I, well, I thought the beard could have a trim, but without the beard, I, I just, I didn't buy it as much. I, I think he looked more boring without a beard. He than looked with a beard. so boring and at he, the end. Anyway, I was like, yeah, of course you're a mayor. Before I was like, you're a mayor? How cool. I love Queer Eye. It's a really good show. It's a great show. Um, you know they came to Australia? Yeah, to Yas. Yas. Yeah. Uh, there's a great video of them visiting the town. Yeah. They <laughs> have a whole... Have you seen they have a whole episode of it now? Where? On YouTube. Uh, what? Just the Queer Eye people going to Matt. Yas. They, they make they make over a guy, like a farmer. Oh, wow. It's great. <laughs> and but they also make on, over like the little tavern. It's only on YouTube. Yeah, it's like Netflix's channel. It's wow. just like a little bonus. Do you ever watch Queer Eye and you're like, this is exactly what every single one of them would say to me? <laughs> Is there anyone you really want to put on Queer Eye? Like, if you could nominate oh, someone. Oh, that's a great question. <gasps> are you going yes. to say your boyfriend, Jordan? No. Oh, okay. I reckon Robert Woods. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Because he's a great guy. He's so talented. He's, like, amazing, but he does not take care of himself. Oh, no. He's got a big bushy beard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I he think- believes that, like, swimming in a pool is, like, washing. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, Dean Thomas, yeah, our yeah. friend Dino, would yeah. be great on it because, like, he's got this beautiful apartment that's got nothing in it. Right. Like, it's big white walls and there's just nothing in it, not even a plant. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the other day I walked into his apartment and his bedroom was just full of just junk. Just, yeah. just junk Classic. everywhere. And I said to him, I don't want it to get any worse than this, Dean. <laughs> 
And like you bobbied him. If it does, mm. I'm gonna have to come over and help you clean it. So unless hey, you want, that's not a good threat. In- I would like be like, yes, I'll make it more dirty, so then someone will come and help me. I'm like, unless you want our time together to be spent cleaning. Yeah, then- great. Do you want to come over to my house, Matt? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick, get your next fact. Oh yes, of course. Okay, so we're going to MIT, which is the massive- RMIT. No, that's. <laughs> I think we've done this before, like in episode three. <laughs> uh, MIT. What episode are we up to? Uh, 36. We're going to do something special for 37 because you know what they say. What do they say? It's a good age. <laughs> um, we should do something special for 50 if we make it that far. <laughs> you don't think we will? Of course I do. Okay. I like this. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, MIT is in the US, Massachusetts and Institute of Technology. RMIT, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, they've developed some technology that allows you to see through walls. What? So basically, it can construct a a 14-point skeleton through a wall using only Wi-Fi. What? Yeah. I don't get it. So basically, Wi-Fi is like a radio wave, right? So I I get Wi-Fi. (laughs) I don't get seeing through walls. So it's really interesting because what they did was... um, Oh, because your Wi-Fi password is quite easy to guess, isn't it? Yeah, but what's that got to do with seeing through words? Just wanted to remind everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Try and get them to hack me. Yeah. Okay, so apparently the ability to see through walls has been around since the 70s. What do you mean? And then in 2013... Do you mean like plastic walls? Yeah. No, like walls. So if you chuck a radio wave through a wall, how it bounces back or interferes can give you an idea of what's the, uh, on the other side of it. Like echolocation. Yeah, sort of very similar to that, like a dolphin. But um, you can do it with just simple Wi-Fi. So what they're doing is they're transmitting radio waves through these walls and seeing what the interference is. Now, they've been able to do some form of that since the 70s. And then in 2013, they were even able to not just see generally, but also track people individually. But they were only seen as kind of blobs. So what's new here is they can... That's not very nice to the people behind the wall. (laughs) So what's new here is they managed to turn it into these kind of 14 Funky little, like, rainbow men. Yeah, skeletons, right? Do you know how machine learning works? No, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, So basically, if... And I'm really being basic here uh, because I don't know heaps about machine learning. But okay. here's my best Not go. because you don't think I would be able to grasp it because you don't know, just to be clear. Just to be clear. Okay. So what, what you normally do is um, with a computer you have an input. Like it might be some keys, it might be a some USB. numbers. A USB. Yeah, yeah. So, right, so you no- normally as a user put something into the computer. Mm. Then the computer computers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the computer computes it and then gives you an output. So it says, hey, thanks for that uh, five plus three. I'm going to do my job as a computer and I'm going to give you eight. And that's right? what you do when you're like, Siri, do this. Yeah, okay. right? So that's computing in a nutshell. Great. What machine learning does is you show a computer the answers and then go, okay, here's the what the it started with. They jeopardy them. Yeah, and then go... Computer, how do you get from there to there? You work it out. And at what point did they learn how to love, like in her? <laughs> and then at Soon. what point do they realise that they 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 don't want to love anymore, like in her? So the machine learning for this was interesting because there was no such thing as um, 
to looking at these radio waves and drawing skeletons. What they did was they took a camera and traced people's skeletons on where the ants are and then the computer knew the radio waves and then they gave both to the computer and said, work it out. How do you go from the radio waves to the these skeletons? There's a lot of pressure on this computer. I know, but it worked it out. All right. And so it's nailed it. So now... Some people work well under pressure and others don't. Let's not all ex- expect all computers <laughs> to work like this computer, all right? It can even see uh, people in the dark. It can even determine people high-fiving each other, <laughs> multiple people. Um, so, what's it going to be used for? Obvious use case is... Spying. Yeah, law enforcement, <laughs> more, sp- <laughs> more specifically, but yes, uh, spying. Um, but also, they say it's going to be great for Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, uh, MS, because if um, these machines could anonymously and unobtrusively watch people's movements when they come for the half-hour checkups. It's really useful for the doctor to know how they're moving during the week. Like, instead of going, hey, describe how you're moving. Like, (laughs) three out of ten. Yeah, they can see some data around it and help with their treatment. Mm. Uh, But also... It still seems like we're like, oh, we're going to use it for good, but we're not going to use it for good. (laughs) We're going to be spying on people. Through walls. Through walls. Well, that's what it can do. And also, when you're not even safe behind a wall anymore. What's left? <laughs> behind a bush? A tinfoil hat. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Wi-Fi can track you through walls now. That's terrifying. Uh, but also, something, something amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt Saracini. Yes, Everly Carl. You know how I love it when someone names something after themselves? Yes. So like how... Pilates is named after Joseph Pilates. And when you tried to name that disease Cull, because your yeah, name is yeah. Amberly Cull. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just bloody love that. Yeah, love that. What do you reckon Jules Leotard is famous for? Oh, did he invent did he invent leopards? No. He- close. I'm close, right? <laughs> Jules Leotard invented the Flying Trapeze Act. Oh, you got me. <laughs> you got me. But he also invented the, the Leotard. leotard. <laughs> He was a trapeze artist. Because you hear that now, you go, leotard. It's like someone must have looked at what they made and went, that's a leotard. But that's his name. It's his name. He made it famous. Uh, He was born in France in 1842. Mm. And uh, he started performing with Cirque Franconi in Paris as their main aerialist. So he would perform uh, on five trapezes, turning somersaults between each one. He He was immensely. Sorry, between five. Popular. Five trapezes. Yeah. So he'd go from one to the next one to the next one to the next, and do a somersault in between each one. That's insane. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, no wonder he had a garment named after him. <laughs> well, he made this garment because he was like, oh, all these clothing parts getting in my way, or like my top coming up, or oh, something. My ruffs. Yeah. So uh, it was an all-in-one knitted suit. It allowed freedom of movement. Was relatively aerodynamic, and there was no danger of fl- uh, flapping. Can you imagine? Because imagine I've got entangled in a rope. Oh, you wouldn't want that. You would be, you would be toast. Imagine the first time he showcased it. Well, Every, guess what? Everyone would have laughed no, and laughed. No, they weren't because guess what it showed? His amazing physique. And they were like, mmm, yummy, yummy. <laughs> Jules Leotard, I love you in a leotard. Wow. Uh, he was a huge hit with the women and he inspired uh, George Libon to write the popular music hall song about the daring young man on the flying trapeze. He died at the age of 28 from an infectious oh, no. disease, possibly smallpox. <laughs> That's my fact. If you were such a hit with a lady, who knows what he died from? Smallpox. Okay. 
Anyway, isn't that cool? Yeah, except for the untimely death. The world was robbed. I mean, of he more lived at like a. I mean, number one, it was the eighteen hundreds. Like mm. that's not that young back then. Twenty eight. He lived a life of daring. Yeah. He had a great time and he had a great physique. And Jules he- Leotard <laughs> is something, something amazing. amazing. <laughs> uh, okay, this story. Was, that's cool, right? That's really cool. Don't An worry about that. All in one knitted suit. Yeah. That's something I would wear. That's something I wear in my Google images. <laughs> it is. Okay, when I read this story at first, I was like, you have got to be joking. Okay. Like, this- yeah, you, you, you were in a different room than me. I couldn't see through the wall, unfortunately. But I, I heard you say, this is unbelievable. So you know what revenge porn is, right? Yeah. You have a bad breakup and then your ex shares intimate pictures. Actually, sorry. No, what is porn? <laughs> I'm an innocent soul. Oh, come on. <laughs> you were the one talking about fetishes last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so revenge porn is, is is a real problem on the internet, So, yeah, like, especially amongst preteens. Yeah. Where, when um, they break up and then they're like, oh, I'll, I'll shame you, I'll uh, get revenge, I'll put these naked pictures of you on the internet, mm. and then your life is ruined and it's a really awful thing to happen. And then you brought up that thing uh, on another episode of, like, people being able to, like, put people's faces on other bodies. Yeah, using deep learning computer-generated imagery. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? A deep fake. That's it. So, yeah. uh, a deep fake. And one of so our friends... So, you put, like, Natalie Portman on a, on a, on a porn star's body yeah. having sex with, let's say... Um, I don't know why I'm still going. Stop me. Okay. Stop me. One of our friends has investigated it, so... Yep. Won't say who. Anyway, <laughs> this is so different to that. This is like actual pictures of people being put on the internet. Okay. Um, and so, is this a fun story? It's not starting out very fun. Well, it's just more unbelievable what Facebook's idea to stop this is. Okay. Right? So... If you're on the net and you see I've a, bit, been on the net. a bit of revenge porn come up, like maybe one of your exes has on fought, Facebook got a grudge after all these years and okay. decided to post a nude mm. of you, you can report that image. But maybe the damage is already done then, right? Yeah, once something's on the internet, it's out there forever, isn't it? So Facebook's uh, way to try and combat that very fact of not getting it on the internet in the first place is to say... Here's what we'll do, guys. If you want to stop revenge porn, send your nudes to us. <laughs> and then it, it'll take uh, this picture and, it, and it, you it's go... It's a scam! You go, I'm worried. You go, oh, I think a nude of me might get out on the internet. So here's my naked picture. They create a digital fingerprint of that picture and then it gets blocked from being posted on Facebook or Instagram. You know or what any this reminds me of? Facebook's products, what's... When I used to be on a, a site for actors that, like, anyone can post on, like, come come be in my short film or whatever, and so many of them being like, hey, I'm a student, I'm looking for hot models, must be, into, must be like, must do nudity, not paid. What? <laughs> There's so many what? of them who are just like, yeah, for my short film, it's really artsy, I need really hot naked people, not paid. <laughs> no That's no good. Is. There's just some intern of Facebook that's like, Sorry, I want some naked photos. Photos. We're going to start revenge I'm going to help you. I'm going to make a digital <laughs> fingerprint so that so, <laughs> no one has to see your naked photos but me. Here's Facebook justifying it. We're not going to store the original photos. They'll be viewed by humans, but a very small group of five, five dudes in the basement. <laughs> reviewers. Um, They're not getting paid. They're doing this from the love of their hearts. What are you- <laughs> 
What a strange initiative. <laughs> so like, dumb. With all the stuff going on around Facebook at the moment, the, the worst thing they could be saying right now <laughs> is, is send us your nudes. <laughs> just, to stop your nudes, nudes being please. published, please send us your nudes. Dick pics, thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, Please dear. send nudes. And there's just this big, like, long explanation. And, like, surely post. you have to go through so many people at this point. How many people said yes to this idea? Oh, man. Facebook. <laughs> Get out of the doldrums. Um, hey. Yes. Maybe it's better this week to say, what would you not recommend? <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend sending your pictures to Facebook. Uh, just generally, like, don't even worry about naked ones. Just stop uploading your personal data to our website that is designed to monetize it without rewarding you. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, I would not recommend uh, <laughs> doing any trapeze with flapping clothing. <laughs> it's not going to end well. I would recommend uh, taking your Wi-Fi and trying to turn yourself into a funky rainbow skeleton. Well, you would not recommend that? No, sorry, I'm recommending that. Oh, you're recommending that. <laughs> uh, I'm back to recommending. I would recommend... Uh, trusting your dog with anything you need, whether it be to run a town or just to be a really good boy or girl. I'd recommend suing Google for defamation. Yeah, apparently it works. <laughs> yeah, like just find an image of yourself that comes up when there's a horrible phrase. Mm, just type typed. in every horrible phrase possible uh, until a- you find a picture of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it will definitely be worth it. It'll happen sometime. I recommend leaving us a fiver or emailing us in at hello something amazing at gmail.com. If if you have any questions, queries, conundrums, facts, quotes, quotes, just say hi. If you want to give us a compliment or an insult, you know, I'd love to hear some facts from you. If you're listening to this and you're like, I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> I was like, I just gave you some that. <laughs> no, you, dear listener. Uh, if you have a fact and you're like, I know something amazing, send it in. Yeah. Uh, we will do a mailbag. Hello, something amazing. Whoop, 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 whoop. It's the mailbag. Hello, something amazing <laughs> at gmail.com. See ya. Bye.